testimony. Hey guys, welcome back to the WBF podcast. I'm here with Brandon Allen. Brandon, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Man, this is awesome. This is so cool to get to be in Allen Music recording the podcast tonight with you. Thank you so much for your time. And, you know, we were just talking about, you know, just the other day I came in here and picked up my guitar and we were talking about the growth that the store has seen over the years. I said, sooner or later, you're going to own the whole block. (laughs) (laughs) So what's that been like for you? Well, um, growing up, you know, in our family business, you know, uh, I love to, to tell the story because it's, you know, I hold it near and dear to my heart. It's my, you know, it's my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad would come to work with his mom and his dad, you know, back in the, in, in the, I guess it was like the 1960s, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, my dad bought my grandparents out in uh, 1976. And, um, and, but my grandmother would still work here part time, you know, with him. And um, then when, you know, I was born in 73, and when I was old enough to walk, my dad would bring me to work with him, mm-hmm. and um, and I would hang out here. It was just, you know, a cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, musicians all have a, a lot in common, <laughs> um, you know, music, mm-hmm. um, guitars, um, everybody it, it, at some point in their life, you know, is drawn to music in some way, shape, form, or fashion, mm. and, and it's a neat... Um, you know, bridge that, um, you know, brings people together. And so I got to meet a ton of people, a ton of very interesting people. Um, and like I say, you know, musicians always have that, that common commonality, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, growing up here, I just fell in love with the place with the people, the community. Um, and then, you know, I learned the business just from just from being here and watching my dad work. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, when me and my sister graduated and, and we moved out of the house and got married, um, you know, I my first child was Ashley. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she just celebrated her 26th birthday. So she was born in 98. And when she was born, my dad came to me and he said, hey, you know, I'm going to sell you the business. Um, hey, you know, I've already raised my kids and my family. Now it's your turn to raise your kids and your family. So he said he wanted to semi-retire, so to speak. And so he sold me the business in 98. Uh, he still, but he loved it and he still worked here full time. His favorite things to do were repair guitars. And, um, you know, he still was involved in the buying and selling and trading to some degree, but fixing mm-hmm. guitars was his, his main thing. And also he loved to buy, sell and trade vinyl records. You know, that was his passion too, mm-hmm. his record collection. Is up to like thirteen thousand records, I think now. Yeah, I got a sneak peek of that. Just <laughs> right? a minute ago. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> so, um, so I bought Dad out in nineteen ninety eight, and um, you know, then you know, when Ashley was before she could even walk, we put a a playpen and a baby bed in the <laughs> in the uh, office, and she'd come to work with me. Mm-hmm. You know, then Andrew came along, and he'd come to work, and now listen, Austin, and so, um, you know, Ashley was teaching lessons for me by the time she was 13 or 14 and Andrew was doing the same thing, you know, so they Mm -hmm. started working here early. Um, you know how the basketball coaches, kids are called gym rats, you know, it's like, I guess you call my kids, um, music rats and music store rats, you know, they grew up here and, and they just caught on real quick, like I did. And, and so as far as the building, the, you know, the building acquisitions, um, you know, 
I grew up here. I got to know all my neighbors. Mm. Uh, we, we always got along great. And every time a neighbor would, um, you know, retire or move off, they would just, by the grace of God, just that, that generational blessing of just um, a good neighborhood. Mm. You know, they'd call me up first and they would say, hey, we're moving or, you know, we're retiring. Are you interested in our building? And I'd be like, yeah, if I can afford it, you know, I would love to add on to the music shop. And so, so just like I say, just by the grace of God, um, we um, were fortunate enough to invest into our neighboring buildings and add on over the years. Mm. And so, uh, so we're up to about 18,000 square feet, you know, wow. now that we manage. And so that's just been a, a real fun blessing, you know, cause it's 18,000 square feet full of fun stuff that we love to do, you know, yeah. guitars and amps and, and all those kinds of things. And, you know, and we've expanded our lesson. We have about five or six teachers that work for us. And so mm -hmm. that's another fun way to make relationships. Um, you know, I learned a long time ago, uh, my dad always used to say, um, treat everybody that walks through the door. Uh, like they've got a million bucks, you know, like <laughs> treat everybody with the utmost respect, you know, yeah, that's important. And, right? and of course, my mom put a more biblical uh, principle on that, you know, mm. do unto others that you would have them do unto you love your neighbor as yourself, you right, know, right. and, uh, and so, but both go hand in hand. And so um, they, you know, when my, my dad first started um, bringing me to work with him, I would watch him work, you know, I'd watch him um, make a sale. And and he would be selling a guitar to somebody, and the cus the the, the uh, customer would say, I, "I'll take it. I like it. I want to buy it." Mm -hmm. And then after they would say that, he would say, "You know, these strings are kind of old on this guitar. I'm going to put a fresh set of strings on it for you." Mm -hmm. And they'd say, "Oh, wow, thanks." You know, and then or he might say, "Here's a couple free picks for you too." And mm -hmm. and you know, he might say, um, "Oh, you're buying an amp and a guitar. Here's this used guitar cord. You know, I'll I'll this in so you you." you know, got a freebie there or something. Yeah. And I'd, I'd come up and I'd ask him, you know, after, um, the sale, I was like, Hey dad, you know, they, of course I was like 12 or 13, you know, at the time and, and just trying to figure it all out. It's like, he said he would buy it. And then you still threw in the free strings and the free picks and the free cord after the fact, mm -hmm. you know, like you didn't use that to help close the deal. And, um, he said, well, if, I feel like if I treat that person genuinely, um, generously mm -hmm. you know they'll they'll come back if they ever need something else like they'll i want to do something t for them to remember me you know above yeah. above and beyond just a, a good transaction you know and um and hopefully if their friends ever say hey where'd you get that guitar they'll say oh, i went to allen music and and mm -hmm. the guy was super nice to me and he took good care of me and and so um you know, just getting the, to grow up here was mm -hmm. a huge value. Like that's something that's uh, priceless that you, I don't think that you could necessarily learn like in a college class, you know, no way, like, yeah. like nothing, like college is great, you know, mm -hmm. but, but just being able to watch, you know, my mom and dad serve their customers well, mm -hmm. um, and then just pour that into me, you know, that knowledge and wisdom of what it takes to make a family business um, successful and part of successful is just keeping people coming back, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, just truly genuinely loving your, your neighbor and just loving your community and wanting to be, you know, have that heart of a servant. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's building relationships yeah. is one of my favorite things. You know, I love friends and I love friendships and I love, uh, relationships. Um, especially when you have some, 
you know, something in common. And, like, music is a fun thing to have in common for sure, you know. It doesn't matter who walks in the door. If they stop to talk to you, you got a story for them. And right. I love that about you. And, like, you're right. Like, what better place to learn to not be a respecter of persons than a music shop? Because you don't know who's going to walk in. You really do have to treat everybody like they got a million bucks in their pocket. Definitely. Because definitely. you're in the sales business. Mm-hmm. And musicians can kind of be a little grungy sometimes, you know. But uh, there's something there that... If you learn how to do that here and you take that to the world, mm. you know, your first like your first judgment on someone isn't going to be the way they look mm-hmm. because you're so used to seeing, I'm sure, all types of characters coming oh, here yeah. for yeah. music. Well, and that's another thing I've always loved about the business is, is the, you know, like just every walk of life mm-hmm. um, is, has become a friend of ours, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, like I don't, and the other cool thing is I don't like half the time, I don't, I don't necessarily know like where they work or what they do. But mm-hmm. as they come in more and more often, and we get to talking, you know, you you've been a customer for a super long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to get to know my customers because I love to um, do business with people. Do business with me, mm-hmm. you know. Like um, for instance, you know, a, one of my customers is a plumber, and yeah. he's a great customer. I trust him. You know, if I got a plumbing problem. I've got his cell phone because I sold him a bass guitar, you know, and I'm like, hey, I got this problem, you know, with this plumbing. Can you come over and check it out? You know, um, my um, the guy that fixes our roof, he's a bass player, you know, oh, that's cool. and so uh, the guy, the uh, guy that does some electrical work for us, he has a Martin guitar. He plays guitar, you know, mm. so it's like um, the guy that did some flooring for us. He's a drummer, you know, like I know all these guys that do. Um, all these, you know, like I, I got my own little phone book of, <laughs> of, um, handyman or whatever, you know? <laughs> so, um, it just but, shows that you can like chase your passion while having like a real job because like yeah. I talk about it all the time on here. Someone needs to find their passion. Like go find a passion, right? Cause yeah. it's like what keeps us grounded. Right. And it's cool to hear you just talking. I mean, we saw a guy out there, uh, earlier, uh, he had knee pads on, like he was a construction guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. He just got off work and, and who was in the area and mm-hmm. he, he popped in and said, Hey, thanks for letting me and my son hang out. You know, his son was in there jamming on a little cajon drum and he was <laughs> yeah. jamming on a guitar. He was showing me how so- a loud a cymbal was. I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the other cool thing is like growing up here, you know, like I'm 50 years old now, but mm-hmm. I've been here all literally all my life. And, um, I've gotten to know so many customers that, you know, like my dad waited on them. Like my I have customers that come in and they're bringing their grandkid in to take lessons from Ashley and Andrew in my other teachers that, and they'll tell me like, your dad gave me my first guitar lesson, (laughs) you know? So it's this real neat generational blessing, you know, we've got, um, you know, granddads and dads and grandsons and even great grandsons. I've, I've got some four generation customers, you know, that'll come in. That's So, so neat. Yeah. You know, I think back to when I first started showing up here, I don't know if I was 10 or 12 or however old I was. I had one little crappy guitar my mom bought me. And I remember walking around and I had an eye for the more expensive guitars at an early age. And I <laughs> right. walked up to a T5. Ooh, yeah, the Taylor and, T5. Uh, yeah, my Taylor, my hollow body Taylor. And it was my first walk of faith. My mm-hmm. first real walk of faith. I remember we put that thing in layaway maybe a couple weeks after me like gawking at it, just right. staring at it every time I come in for lessons or whatever. 
and we put it in layaway. My goal was two years. Yeah. Right. And with the blessing of many people, I got it in six months. Nice. And it was like my first like seeing God move. You wow. know what I mean? In like a yeah. like an exponential rate. Like I was like, oh wow, I got it so much faster than yeah. I ever like had conceived. And then I was yeah. hooked for good. That's so valuable too. You know, like seeing God move, especially at an early age, to build that faith. Mm-hmm. You know, for the next step. Um, we were just talking about that when. Nikki, uh, with my 10-year-old, Austin, my youngest of four, mm-hmm. um, he had just told Nikki, can you find me a basketball team to be on this this year? I want to play basketball. And um, and so we were like, yeah, we'll find somebody. And then um, Andrew, my oldest son, his coach uh, texted me the very next day, and he said, I'm starting up a Little League basketball team probably in February or March. Um would do you think that any knew that I had a 10 year old, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, um, he said, do you think that your 10 year old would be interested? Hmm. And I was like, believe it or not, he was just asking, you know, if we would find him a basketball team. And Nikki told Austin, he was like, so see how God loves you and, and listens, you know, mm-hmm. to your desires. Like you said, you wanted to find a basketball team. And, and like, I didn't reach out, you know, to, to this coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he reached out to me, you know, yeah. and um, so it was neat to see that God wants to um, just like honor our wishes sometimes, you know. Yeah. So he is always answering, and he's always, and it's always people. He's using people constantly to show. Oh yeah. You know, show Jesus, and um, you know. So you grew up here. When were you like? When did you first start actually playing an instrument? Well, I mean, my dad would bring instruments home all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they were always at my fingertips. Uh, you know, he'd bring me to work with him. So they were always at my fingertips. So, you know, I, I just started like toying around, you know, when I was old enough to hold something and not break it, you know, <laughs> uh, I tried guitar, I tried, you know, mandolin, I tried ukulele, I tried keyboard. Um, you know, I, it, acoustic guitar became my favorite pretty early on. Mm-hmm. You know, just strum. I like to sing too. So, like strumming rhythm and singing along with my strumming, um, mm-hmm. it was so fun. You know, for me, and you know, anywhere from mom and dad sang. You know, we grew up in um, at Milburn Chapel, Cumberland Presbyterian Church when I was super, super little, mm-hmm. and so they didn't have like a praise and worship team. You know, they had like an organist and a piano player and a choir. And, but my mom and dad would do special music like once a month there. So mm. like the praise and worship was called special music there. And, um, but my mom and dad would do like a more praise and worship style, you know, of music. Mm-hmm. And the, the type of music that they would listen to is the type of music that I, you know, kind of gravitated towards and mm. fell in love with, you know, whether, it, you know, I mean, they, my dad listened to, you know, secular music too, obviously. We were selling, when you're running a music store and selling guitars, you kind of have to know a little bit about every genre of music, right. you know? So I grew up listening to the Eagles and the yeah. Beatles and, um, you know, CCR and um, Hank Williams Jr. And, mm-hmm. but also listened to Dallas Home and Praise and Amy Grant. And, you know, so, um, there was, like I say, all kinds of different genres. You know, my dad liked Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles and and just uh, Elvis, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. like, so I, I heard it all, you know. And so, um, you know, when I got to be a senior in high school, our um, choir director, we did a thing at Heath High School called um, um, Kaleidoscope. And it was this big, huge annual 
um, show that the whole school, well, if you're involved in the choir, you know, Miss Perkins was the the choir director and mm -hmm. she put on this huge show. It was like a two hour show. It was super cool. I mean, the, the auditorium would be packed every year. You know, it was a big annual event and it'd been going on for generations, you know. And um, when she found out that I was, that I worked at a music store, you know, grew up at a music store and, you know, she was like, well, why are you not in choir, you know? And um, I was like, I, I just don't really know that much about it, you know, but she was, mm -hmm. so she invited me. I tried out and made it and, and it was super fun, you know, like singing up on stage with my, my, my peers and, um, and my dad, she talked him into playing guitar in the, in the band that year, you know, and, yeah. and so I got a taste of like being on stage and, and singing with people. And then, um, they had me back the next year for the alumni show. And then, um, but you know, like mostly I just worked here and taught lessons, you know, mm. I taught guitar lessons. Um, and then I would just play at home for fun, you know, really mm -hmm. until I went to church for the first time I visited, you know, Pastor John at, mm. um, Faith Center back when they were in what they called the metal cathedral. Oh yeah. And uh, there was only like a hundred people there at the most, you know, <laughs> at the time. And, um, and it was, and they were listening to CDs like this was before they ever <laughs> had their first praise team. Mm -hmm. And same, the same way my choir director did me on joining the choir and coming and singing mm -hmm. you know pastor john he was like man i hear you have a music store and you play guitar and stuff why don't you bring your guitar and lead worship next week <laughs> and i was like uh yeah i've never done that uh <laughs> i don't think so you know <laughs> and he was like well you play right and you sing i was like yeah but i've never like played and sung you know like you're asking me to do you know like so you didn't grow up and play with a band or anything really no just like solo by just, yourself just sang with my mom and dad you know and stuff that's but, cool but I was never, yeah, I was never like in a band, you mm -hmm. know, like my dad was in a band by the time he turned 13, you right. know, but I was more, you know, like for through my preteen and teen years, I was more into baseball and basketball. Gotcha. Like I couldn't get enough of it. So and, your friends weren't really into music either? Or? Uh, oh yeah. I mean like they were, but I, none of my, but most of my friends were my buddies on my little league baseball and basketball teams. Right. You know, I and remember those days. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, but I mean, I had buddies that also played instruments, but none, for whatever reason, none of us were like, Hey, let's, let's start a band, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, I just mainly, you know, I'd play like, for my kids at home, you know, I'd get the guitar out and we'd play music and, and sing and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, but I guess, yeah, like in 2003 or I, you know, Ashley was like five years old. I think we started going to faith center mm -hmm. and, um, pastor John was like, um, well, you're going to lead worship. And I was like, okay. Um, and so he, he said, I'll show you how, you know, <laughs> he came over to my house one night and, um, I got the guitar and, and I was like, so you, I handed him the, he said he was going to show me how. So I was like, he was like, well, I don't play. I was like, how are you going to show me how to lead worship if you don't play or sing? That is the funniest thing. I can imagine pastor in that. Like, pastor, you can't even sing. But what do you mean? So, so, but he just brought some songs over and, and he just, I somehow, by the grace of God, he just trusted me. He was like, here, mm. play this song and I'll show you how to. So what pastor really taught me was like just the beauty of worship, you know, like mm -hmm. the biblical principles of praise and worship. You know, I went to church all my life mm -hmm. and I sang the songs as loud as anybody. I loved the, I loved, you know, like when I was, I don't know, before I started going to Faith Center, the first time I went from, um, you know, like Milburn Chapel, Cumberland Presbyterian, you know, or Concord Methodist where my wife, Nikki, you know, grew up, mm -hmm. we visited Cornerstone 
back when Brother David Cassidy was there. Mm-hmm. And man, they had a they had a cool band. You know, they had like a c- contemporary Christian rock praise and worship team. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was so incredible. You know, like you could definitely feel. Um, I mean, you you could I could feel the spirit of God moving. You know, more than I ever did before. You know, like mm. in that setting. Um, not, but I know the spirit of God moves. It, every church, you know, right. it, whether it's Church of Christ or, you know, Methodist Church or, or wherever, mm-hmm. it's just that really moved me, you know. Right. And so, um, but then, so I, I had a passion for worship and for music, you know, all my life. But um, especially growing up in my mom and dad's house, you know, they were always practicing their special music that they were going to mm-hmm. sing, you know, once a month at, at our church when I was growing up. And, you know, and I learned, I, I learned how to sing harmony just from listening to my mom harmonize with my dad, you know. Mm. And so, plus, you know, my dad taught me about the Beatles and the Eagles. I mean, those are great harmony um, right. songs, you know. So, um, but yeah, so pastors just taught me, you know, what it, what it looked like. And, you know, he always used to, the cool thing was, pastor used this reference. He was like, when I walk in the music shop, you greet me like, you haven't seen me in a long time and you've missed me and you couldn't, you're so glad to see me. You know, he was like, he's like, I see you greet every customer that way. You know, I was like, I genuinely, sincerely am so thankful that God sent me that customer. Right. You know, I'm so thankful, you know, and I show that thanks to my customer. He was like, that's the spirit I want you to bring, you know, when you stand up on stage and you're leading worship to the congregation, wow. you know, like he's, he talked about it being like, you know, I'm, I'm standing here on this bridge and, and I'm grabbing the hand of the, the person in the congregation. I'm leading them across the bridge into the courts mm-hmm. of God with praise and thanksgiving, you know. And so, um, and so that was kind of, that was what he taught me. You know, he didn't teach me how to, how to play <laughs> guitar or sing, you know. Yeah. But he taught me, you know, how to lead worship, you know, how to, um, how to get in that mindset, uh, you know, of that audience of one yet engage with the congregation mm. to bring them in, you know. He's such an awesome teacher, oh, even yeah. in things he's not gifted in. It's like he knows because he just knows so much. And it's right. so awesome to see him pull giftings out of people. Exactly. Because yeah. there's so many stories. I've had so many people on here who Pastor John read their mail one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and, definitely. And, and pull, he pulls that out of you. It's like a God-given ability he has. Right. And it's so cool to hear him explain to you because like every time I see you up there that's exactly how I feel you are like just mm-hmm. grateful and appreciative yeah. to be up there you yeah, know definitely. I think back to like the Carson Center days whenever it was you guys and Jonas and K- Katie and uh, you know all those awesome you know that was like whenever I was hitting the hype of my like spiritual yeah. you know spiritual walk with the Lord yeah and just the impact you guys had on me, you know, wow. growing up and, and worshiping, you know, we'd fill up that like arena style area with people yeah. were just flooding up there yeah. stuff. And even through the years of seeing it kind of rise and fall, our worship band has been such a blessing to me. Like it, it's always been so um, just the right people at the right time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, you gotta, I mean, obviously we give God the glory for that. Um, but like you said, Certainly, um, Pastor John, I think he had this just really spirit of discernment to um, look for humble-hearted. Mm. Uh, you know, um, God uses the weak to lead the strong, right? Like, I think that um, because I'd never, like I said, I'd never even been in a real band before, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, but I could play music and I could sing. 
But and so like um, he he said he 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 saw a, like just a, a rawness, an authentic rawness in there, you know, to where there was nothing um, nothing but just I guess a freshness of of you know a clean slate I guess as far as mm. um, learning how to use the musical gifts to um, to lead people into worship. You know, it's he, he did a great job of explaining that to me. He did the same thing with Jonas. I think Jonas had been in a band before, mm-hmm. you know, but um, but we were all pretty young, you know, like Katie had never been in a band before. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Corey Evitz, you know, he was a yeah, big like, part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he had been in bands before, you know, but he had a great heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Jason Etheridge, he had been in bands before, I think, too. Uh, but again, just super humble heart. The, uh, you know, when I think about most of everybody that I've ever played with at Faith Center, just super humble hearts, you know. Yeah, he can jam, man. Yeah, they can all jam. Corey was like so gifted. He's, oh yeah, he's so gifted, man. He was my guitar teacher here forever. Yep, he worked oh. for us for ten years, about you yeah. know, until he went on tour. You know, he's so he's so stinking good. <laughs> my gosh, I remember I first started playing with him, and he's like, "Hey, hey, here's a CD I made," and he played all the instruments on it. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're just like. Just leaps and bounds, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. you see, you meet these people who can play like every instrument. It's like you realize, like, I always tell people I'm not that good because I've met good, good <laughs> right. you know, musicians in yeah. my lifetime. I'm just a humble guitar player, but right. you know, that really is like what a perfect story of like God using. You look at the stories of the Old Testament and you look at the stories of humble beginnings, you yeah. know, all these humble beginnings, and for you to have. The humbleness, the the humility, and the right heart. You know, mm-hmm. you could have been like, I I've been playing music for ten years, and yeah. I want to be your worship. You know, yeah. you know, and <laughs> it, I just feel like that was so God. You know, pulling you into something yeah. that He had called you into from long ago. Yeah. You know, and it just working its way into you guys writing your own music. You mm-hmm. know, and performing. I mean, I'm telling you, dude. Like, I fully believe that. Today and back then, that band was good enough that it could have gone around the world. You right. know, it was like Jesus culture yeah. <laughs> at my local Paducah <laughs> right. Face Center. I mean, it was yeah. so, like, you guys made a CD, and I remember right. those. I can still sing some of Genesis songs. I can right. still remember some of your oh, songs. Oh, me too, I yeah. mean, like, they, they, like, I'd love to do them again, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, for real. Uh, yep. This is some awesome memories, for real. Yeah, Jonas and Katie and I were talking about it just literally um, the other day, because I guess New Year's Day, you know, you kind of reflect on things of the past and then look towards what you're going to try to grow or improve on in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and Jonas was there and, and he, we, we, our paths crossed and we started talking, you know, about just reminiscing, just missing each other. Because for a, for a season of about seven years, you know, we were together two or three times a week. Yeah. You know, we were either writing music together or, you know, um, working out sets for you know the next sunday mm-hmm. you know pastor john would constantly says here's a song learn this get it ready for sunday you know <laughs> go, all right oh, so uh, but yeah that was a fun season for sure you know and i love how god's a god of seasons you mm-hmm. know um I, I love how um you know there is a, there constantly there's something fresh and something new you know, every day. That's one thing I love about my job here too, you know, at the music shop, like mm. new customers come in every day. You know, we've been in business since 1965 and yet it seems like every day a new customer comes through the door, Yeah. you know, and um, it's fun to meet new people. 
it's fun to share music with new people, especially somebody who's never experienced music before, you know, getting to plant mm -hmm. that seed and getting to just share music with them, the gift of music, you know, and like, I love teaching the kids, you know, with our teachers, you know, we've got uh, probably 150 students a week that we work with right now. Mm. And it's just cool to see those kids, their eyes light up when they actually get it, you know, oh, yeah. and then, and they actually make a song happen, you know, it's super mm -hmm. cool. But, um, also, you know, people bring in trade-ins all the time, you know, like the, just the other day, I think you were asking me about that 1932 Gibson, mm -hmm. you know, like this, this older customer, he inherited it from his dad and, um, and he was like, you know, I've got too many guitars. I don't need this one. He said, I knew you would appreciate it, Brandon. And he brought it in and he sold it to us and he was going to get a swimming pool for his wife or something. I think, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sure you couldn't buy a whole swimming pool for the price of the guitar, but <laughs> maybe a down payment, but, um, it was a 1932 Gibson L00 tuxedo model, mm -hmm. and it was so cool. It's such a neat piece of history, you know, to hold and play a guitar that was built in 1932 by one of the premier guitar companies in the world, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. We got to repair a guitar for a guy who had inherited one, inherited one and it was, a it was an 1890s, made in New York, uh, Martin. Wow. And so... Um, it's just a, so cool to strum a guitar that's over 125 years old. Yeah. You know, you get to work on it. Yeah. And stuff that's so, yeah, kind of bring it back to life. So, so, yeah. I mean, man, God's blessed you guys so much throughout the years. But did you guys ever face any hardships along the way? And what did those look like? Um, you know, I, yes, I guess so. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest hardship that I've really, faced you know recently was in 2019 my dad had a massive stroke you know mm. that forced him to retire it paralyzed his left side mm -hmm. um and um you know we had to fly him to Vanderbilt um and this was like in February of 2019 when we got there the main doctor um said you need to make peace with your dad I would put him in, if it was me I would put my dad in the um hospice room down the hall mm. and just give him some morphine and let him die in peace um and and pain free and of course we were like you know it's this is my dad we're going to give it to god we're going to pray healing over his body i think psalm 118 17 you will live and not die and declare the works of the lord mm. and um so me and my mom just started praying over him and of course i texted several prayer warriors in my in my in my you know uh, prayer family, you know, yeah. my church family. And, and, um, what's it like to get news like that? I mean, how do you uh, it was, process that? Oh man, it was like, well, you know, I went into like, um, survival mode, like just, mm. you know, I, I running this family business and, um, you know, since 1998 and, you know, I've been a coach, you know, all my life of, of kids and I've been a teacher, you mm. know, I've been in leadership roles a lot through my life. And so I felt, you know, like the kick in of like, I got to take care of my mom. I got to take care of my dad. I got to, you know, be, be there for my sister, you know, be there for my family. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, like, the, it wasn't like this instant, like, you know, um, like crying. Oh no. You know, it was just like, I gotta, I gotta be strong. I got you a know? job to do. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. You know? And so, um, we prayed like prayer warriors and like the guy said, my dad had three days to live. And the next day, uh, but we said, we're not going to put him in that hospice room. We're going to pray over him and trust God. So you treat him like he's going to live. Mm. And then um, the next day, uh, you know, we spent the night there and he came out and he said, you know, your dad's doing better than we thought. 
Um, and we were like, praise the Lord. And the next day, your dad's doing better. He might actually live through this, but if he does, he's going to be a vegetable. He'll be on breathing tubes and feeding tubes all his life. So then mm. we had another thing to pray, you know? And so we started praying that God would, you know, um, heal his organs and, and, um, make it where he would not have to be on breathing tubes and feeding tubes. And so, um, by day 16 or by day 11, he was breathing, um, on his, no, he was eating on his own. And by day 16, he was breathing on his own without the tubes. And so, and now four and a half years later, he's still with us today. So, um, he's still got a little ways to go. You know, he's still got the paralysis in his left side and, um, and so he can't work, you know, Mm -hmm. um, he was, like I say, forced to retire and, um, you know, they've got him on some medications and, and you can tell, you know, like the, the, the blockage and the brain damage from the, the massive stroke, it, yeah. it affected his, you know, like focus and problem solving, mm-hmm. you know, like he's still got a great long-term memory. Like he'll remember you and the first guitar you bought. Like he, <laughs> he'll remember, you know, the T5, you mm-hmm. know, and in yeah. the lay, like he's got a great long-term memory, but just figuring things out is tougher. Mm-hmm. But, um, and of course mom had to retire too and, and take care of dad. So, yeah. um, so I mean, that was one of the biggest hardships I think I ever faced, but I, you know, we saw miracles happen through that mm-hmm. and that's definitely faith building. Um, and so, and the other beautiful thing that came from that, it's like every day somebody comes in and says, how's your dad? How's your mom? You know, mm-hmm. I'm praying for them. We love them. They meant so much to me. They really were a big, um, a big, uh, you know, encouragement in my life or, you know, your dad told me my first guitar, yeah. you know, your dad inspired me to play music, you know, um, your dad gave me my first lesson, you know, <clears throat> or your mom prayed for me when I came in the shop because, uh, mm. you know, I was having a bad day and she said, come on back here and we'll pray for you, you know? So just seeing the lives that they touched, mm. um, has been just amazing. And it's so encouraging to me to be there for my community and my customers and my friends and to touch, you know, their lives, you know, to be that, that, be a person that can be an encouragement and to be a person that can um, just share, you know, the gift of music, you know, being able to share music with people is, it's a, it's just such a fun thing to do. And it's just such an action. Um, But, you know, so that was a big hardship, obviously COVID, you know, like, Mm. you know, the governor forced us to shut our doors for 90 days. And all we could do is internet sales and sidewalk sales for 90 days. But God saw us through that. You know, I had about two weeks of like, oh man, this could could get really scary, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I started getting calls, you know, of like, hey, are you guys open? You know, um, I got a, I got a uh, COVID check and, (laughs) and I want to learn the mandolin or I remember the very first call, you know, guy called me up and said, you got any mandolins? And I was like, yep. I was like, how much do you want to spend? He was like twelve hundred dollars, which is exactly the how much his amount. COVID check was. <laughs> yeah. And I, sure enough, I had a twelve hundred dollar Kentucky um, F style mandolin on the wall. And um, that's so funny. And it was like twelve hundred plus tax, twelve seventy two. But I knocked the tax off just so he could get it with that twelve hundred dollar check. Yeah. And so, um, <clears throat> so that was, you know, that was a, a weird time. But um, you know, um, God saw us through that. We had, we actually had. Um, an amazing 2020, mm-hmm. an amazing 2021. Like every year, we've seen growth since then. Praise the Lord. So yeah, so, you know, it, the, the enemy wasn't trying to just like take away, you know, church. You know, a lot of people they got out of church during COVID, and you know, but he was taking away businesses and yeah. livelihoods. He was trying to steal, kill, and destroy everything he could put his hands on. But something you can't take out of people is the love of music. So that's Amen. really awesome that. 
that was able to, you know, withstand you guys through those hardships. And, you know, just the power of your dad's testimony is going to be in these walls for as long as you're here. And then yeah. your story is going to be here for your kids. And obviously your story is more than just this place. But when you're here, it's like kind of like your second home. So yeah, it's really definitely. cool. You know, it made me immediately think to Hebrews 11 when it talks about Cain and Abel. And it's like, you know, his, his testimony still speaks. Yeah. You know, and so I always think about that when I think about Zach, because whenever we lost Zach, it was like, even though he's gone, even through yeah. death, his testimony still speaks. Right. So, like, the impact your dad made on those people, your mom made on those people, well, every time they yeah. see you, every time they come to the store, it's going to be an immediate reminder to them and yeah. a reminder to you. And what better thing to get reminded of all the time? Yeah. You know, sometimes I could see it maybe getting, like, like hurting a little bit because you know your dad's not quite where you want him to be. So, you right. might have that moment of, like, ugh, you know. Right. But, Hey, it's another moment to pray, another moment to lift right. them up and know and know that there's other prayers out there. Yeah. Like and know the power of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we know the power of it. And it's just so awesome to know that there's people out there who are praying for you. You yeah. know, um, my dad, my grandpa, my papa, my dad's dad had a heart attack, a widow's maker whenever I was like eleven. Oh wow. And uh, he was like leaving for Hardee's or whatever he does every morning. Right. And uh, he just Drove right off the side of the road, right by the house, uh, right by his house. And I'll never forget getting pulled out of CCA. And we go and we go to the um, the waiting room. You know, they have like special wa- waiting rooms for those kind of situations. Right. And I'll never forget, my dad was like on his knees, like red. You know, I don't, my dad's not the most emotional guy. Yeah. You know, but he was a, definitely emotional and he was just praying. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him like that before. I've seen him pray my whole life. Yeah. And I just remember, you know, it was bad. Like, I don't, you know, as a kid, I don't remember how close he was to being gone. But, you know, Widowmakers get the name for a reason. Right, right. right. And so yeah, I think he had to stay, like, three months in the hospital wow. to, like, get his voice. Like, he didn't have his voice whenever he first got out of right. surgery and all that, all this stuff to just watch, you know, those moments of faith. You know, when the doctor's telling you something like that, like he told you with your dad, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to let the reality of the world set in? Are you, right. you, you can't, right? You have to like almost get into that mode of like, I have to have faith in this moment. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you have to have wisdom yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. In that, you know, it helped, you know, my mom is one of the strongest prayer warriors I know, you know, her faith is, is just astronomical, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was a big inspiration in the, you know, the song that you were talking about that I wrote, Elyon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was from Psalm 91. Mm. And she would pray that scripture over me and my sister every day um, growing up mm-hmm. to where it became like muscle memory. You know, it's like I, I heard I heard that every day over, spoken mm-hmm. over me. You know, and like if there was a if it came out on the news, there was a tornado warning or something, you know, mm-hmm. she gripped me and my sister. You know, we get in whatever you know, tornado closet or whatever <laughs> that my mom picked out in the house and, yeah. and she'd get her Bible and she'd read in Psalm 91. That's awesome. You know? Um, and so, uh, when I would run into circumstances, then I immediately thought of Psalm 91 hmm. and I would start reading it, you know? And one night, I don't remember what it was, you know, Nikki and I were married. Um, this was like, you know, obviously we were already in faith center, you know, mm-hmm. we already had a, Ashley and Andrew, um, and I don't remember what the the circumstance was, but I just thought, you know, I'm going to read that scripture. And um, then, you know, I was practicing up for a, a worship set, and I had my guitar. And all of a sudden, just like 
the scripture verses became melodies. Um, and they just started rolling off my tongue, you know, with this, whatever I was picking on my guitar. Mm -hmm. And it took me two years to finish that song. And I think it was because God was teaching me something through that. You know, he was like, I want you to meditate on me even more. You know, like, I don't mm -hmm. want this to be about a song. You know, I just want to be this to be about a relationship. Yeah. Be about relationship, Elder. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but that, you know, like just having that foundation of my mom speaking that over me and watching her like in times of trouble, you know, like tornado warning, that's a pretty big deal. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So what did she do? Um, she grabbed her Bible and read Psalm 91, you know? And so, um, and you know, I mean, she was the, like, I, I didn't see it every day cause I was asleep, but she would get up at five or six o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. before everybody else in the house. And she'd be on her knees, you know, at the bedside praying, you know, over our household. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, and plus, you know, just watching my mom and dad lead worship at church, you know, once a month, um, was, there was just, a. It, it just becomes, it becomes a part of your, you know, like what you're going, what is going through your mind, mm -hmm. you know, in, in certain times. So, so yeah, when that happened to my dad, it was, it was definitely, um, easy to know where to turn and, and what, you know, like what scripture to turn to and who mm -hmm. to turn to, you know, that's important too, right? Yeah. And so, um, now there, there was a couple of times, you know, like on the way home from Vanderbilt, you know, after, you know, I had to get home to my work and my kids and my wife. And, and mm -hmm. so, you know, mom stayed there. I was there for the first couple of nights, you know, mm -hmm. and now on the drive back, I just broke down in tears, you know, mm -hmm. because I started having some memories of me and my dad, like, of like going bowling together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I uh, like going fishing together and thinking, oh man, we like, we may never go bowling together again. You know, like mm. what could, you know, because they told me he was paralyzed on the list. Like, I don't know, you know, like what that's going to, you know. And so I just started having these, these bittersweet memories of like, I remember the last time we bowled together, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, whoa, what if that never happens again? And that was just a sad thing to think about, you know, yeah, sure. like, so all these good memories came, came through. But there was also this like sense of, huh, what if I never get to do that again with my dad, you know? And so, um, so I did have some moments of just breaking down emotionally, but, um, and then, you know, I called Nikki and, and we started praying because I was, you know, it was kind of like having like an anxiety attack almost, you know, like yeah. ov overthinking things, but. I couldn't even drive all the way home after Zach died. I was in Missouri for another like brother of mine, his, um, his bachelor party. I got about an hour away from home, and I had to have Jody and Dad come and pick me up. Wow. Because yeah. you don't process it right away. Right, exactly. Because yeah. you're in, like, go mode. Right, yeah. And then whenever go mode's gone, you're yeah. left with just you your, in your yeah. emotions, when right? When you finally get super tired, you yeah. know, and, yeah. You're and beat up with those, like you said, those bittersweet memories. Like, I'm never going to have that again. That's right. a real, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I definitely get that. And, you know, and I'd reached that point. But then... um you know, that's where, um, you know, being, a, that's where music comes in again. Mm. You know, I can grab my guitar and, and I can start playing and singing. And, um, and somehow, you know, like, uh, I definitely don't, I, I prefer to use the word supernatural, you mm. know, like some people might call it magical, you know, <laughs> it's just a, you know, just an emotional way to describe it, you know, how it, how it happens, you know, mm -hmm. but obviously it, it's supernatural, you know, and it's a God thing. And so, um, but 
it is. It's supernatural how you can you can grab your guitar, sit down behind a piano, and you can start playing and, and singing. You know, like I there was you know you were asking about you know like up time. You know, we're super blessed. And most of the times are up times, but there's some mm-hmm. down times. Um, I got super sick, like the sickest I've ever been with like this Epstein Barr virus and, and impacted colon and mm-hmm. and like um, anxiety attacks. You know, like after my dad you know, went down with the strokes and then COVID happened Man. and I was burning the candle at both ends, you know, working six days a week, you know, just, um, trying to be stronger mm-hmm. and, um, just, you know, working my tail off and then still leading worship at church and stuff and just doing whatever I needed to do. And, um, you know, it, the burning the candle at both ends kind of caught up with me a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really taking care of my health, you know, it was just, um, but, um, I, I remember, um, you know, having some sleepless, sleepless nights, you know, and, um, Nikki was like, why don't you sit down the, behind the piano and just start playing and just seeing whatever comes to your, <clears throat> your mind. Mm-hmm. And immediately I just got lost in it, you know, yeah. playing, and I don't, I'm not even that good a piano player, you know, like I'm mainly a guitar player. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I just started playing and started singing and, and, uh, and immediately, you know, peace came over me, you know, joy, um, and just, you got your, get your mind off of whatever anxiety, you know, or whatever worry was mm-hmm. there. So that's the other cool thing I love about, about music, you know, mm-hmm. um, you can just absolutely get lost in it and get your mind off of the things of the world mm-hmm. or even take the things of the, the thoughts of the world and put them into music, you know, right. turn them into songs. That's one of the the, a favorite thing that so many people have done throughout the history of, of music, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this Christmas, Ashley, you know, my oldest, mm-hmm. she, um, uh, she'll get upset with me for sharing this, but, um, <laughs> she's actually a brilliant songwriter and she wrote a song for my mom and dad about, um, kind of their lives mm-hmm. and the, their lives in, in music and at Allen music and how it affected her and like her, her view of it, like how it, how it changed her life and it was absolutely beautiful um i'll have to she hasn't recorded it yet but um she played it live for them and i recorded it you know that's cool so i have to show it to you sometime yeah i'd love to hear it that's awesome it is incredible i mean i i cried like when she played it for me the first time what's that like to like get to hear your children like oh man be you know like creating something like that right it's absolutely priceless like i i can't even uh like i said it was just tear jerker you know when when my kids you know my son Andrew uh, I remember when he was 10 you know I got home from work one day and um he he had learned this beautiful piano arrangement mm-hmm. um and it was actually it was Payphone by Maroon 5 yeah. it was the instrumental version with uh, like melody on the right hand and like the you know the rhythm on the left hand mm-hmm. and it just floored me again tearjerker you know because it was just like wow you know yeah Yeah, so to see your kids making music um i think that's god's way of giving us a little bit of an insight of what it's like when we do something oh yeah that's good you know what i mean definitely i think like every time i see my kid do something new yeah and you get that joy in your heart that's god's gift to you to say that's how I feel towards you when you do something. Because we're like a two-year-old in God's eyes right. probably half the time. You know, whenever right. I'm throwing a tantrum or whatever, I'm worshiping <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. You know, there's not, I think for me, there's nothing better to get 
something at his feet to give it away than to worship. Like there's nothing oh, that yeah. gets it off my chest, something that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. You know, the little riff I made for this, it's just a little simple, like I am free. Yeah. And it came to my heart one day whenever I was just sitting in the li- living room, I was just playing, I was practicing for, it's been a couple months ago, I was practicing for Sunday and uh, I am free, I am free just came to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little riff and I know there's a song that's going to come from that. Cool. But it was for me and my addiction because I, I had, I've been struggling with, uh, you know, I've been putting uh, alcohol down, you mm-hmm. know, and so like that was like the song that came to my heart to like sing to like, I am free from this. Amen. And so anyways, there's just nothing better than, you know, being instilled like we were to know yeah. where to go, who to go to. Cause right. if we go to the wrong people, they're going to be like, Oh no, the worries of the world are real. You know? Yeah. Not that you don't need people like that, but you know what I mean? Like the people yeah. who are going to be Debbie Downers, you know, we know who to turn to. We know I'm going to turn to my dad. I'm going to yeah. turn to the prayer warriors. I'm going to be turning, yeah. you know, and so we're instilled with those 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 psalms, those things yeah. that we can turn to. It's so important to have those whenever we're going through a tough time. And then in our own time, our secret place, our quiet place, our worshiping time yeah. to just let loose every once in a while. Yeah, it was um, you know it was super cool. We got invited to help lead worship um, at this church in Benton for about a year and a half, and it was me and my son and my daughter Ashley and Andrew. And we were the worship team, pretty much, you yeah. know, and it was super, super cool. You know, Ashley was on the piano, Andrew was on the drums, I was on the guitar, and um, to get to make music and play, you know, like to be a band, you know, yeah. with my family uh, was super cool, you know, and I got to do that with my mom and dad some too, you know, set in with their band. They always had a band mm-hmm. um, since I could was old enough to remember, you know, and um, so to make music is, is fantastic, to make music with your family is even cooler you know for for me um so my 12 and 10 year old are are uh learning you know still um they're not quite to the performance level <laughs> yet yeah. you know but um but yeah it's everyone's p- got their different growth rates right right because sometimes it just like skyrockets like oh, one day yeah. it just clicks in their brain you know what i mean yeah for sure so and that's fun too you know as a teacher um you know like you said everybody at a different pace they have know? a different passion for it too. Sometimes they're just doing it because you're doing it, and then yeah. it's like, oh, now I want to do it, right? Yeah. Right. I, I I imagine I, I can't wait, and I hope, and I you know if my kids don't pick up music, it, it'll be fine. But I believe right it'd be so cool if Caleb and Lucas learn how to play. Yeah, because they're gonna be way better than me. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Oh, Ashley and Andrew are f- leaps and bounds better than me. Or <laughs> you know they were re- better than me when they were teenagers. You yeah, know? I, I so, know I'm not gonna be yeah. any good. I'll, I'll, I'll just play the G, C, and D guys. You guys play <laughs> right. all the other stuff. Yeah, you know that's what I prayed though. Like I, I've always asked God that He would uh, show my kids their talents early in life. Mm. You know, so that's that a good they, prayer. yeah, you know, so that they could, um, you know, recognize the gifts and talents that God gives gives them, mm-hmm. and then use those talents to draw others in. You know, mm. and like obviously. You know, as a Christian, you know, you're drawing others in to see Jesus in you and yeah. to see what um, what Jesus is about, you know. And then, um, but even, you know, like f- by the grace of God, you know, our passion for music, you know, draw others in with our, our gifts and talents for music to see what we're about. Like, what do we do? We, well, we we teach guitar, we repair guitars, we buy, sell, and trade guitars, you know, mm-hmm. or any instrument for that matter. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, you know, because we live in 
the world. You, you have to have money, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to pay bills. And so if you can monetize your passion, how, what, well, that's the icing on the cake, right? I mean, that's the blessing yeah. to get to actually um, do what you love to do, but then also pay the bills and provide for your family, you know, is, is such a blessing to be able to do that. So, but yeah, I used to pray that even, you know, before they were born, while they were still in the womb, mm -hmm. that God would just um, show them their gifts and talents, you know, early in life so they could use those talents. Um, I'm going to steal that one from you. Yeah, dude. It's not plagiarism if you and cite the source. You're right, exactly. I say that every time I teach because every time I teach, I use a lot of the word. <laughs> I'm like, it's not plagiarism because it's in the word. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I love that. Um, you know, there's like, obviously God has ordained you guys having this shop, but what better place is there for you and your family to show God than in a, in a music shop? Because like, yeah. I mean, I don't know the statistics, and I'm sure it's like a lot of otherworldly things, but there's a lot of people who play music who don't believe, well, right? Well, yeah, like we talked about, all walks of life, you know? Yeah. Like, you just never know who's coming through the front door. And the the thing I love about it is, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't preach, you know? Right. Like, I just live, you know? Mm. And I love, you know? And um, I think, the, you know, I from what I read, that's what Jesus did, you know, like he lived and loved, you know, mm -hmm. like, I mean, he, he, he preached a couple pretty famous sermons, right? Like right. the Sermon on the Mount, like, you know, he fed 5,000 and 4,000, mm -hmm. but you know, more so in that, you know, what I took away from those, those sermons, he was feeding 5,000 people. Right. He was loving on them, you know, and like, like he was sharing a meal with them and sharing love with them. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, uh, here's a fun message, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. so about, about the God who can, it just know. naturally comes out of you though. When you, whenever yeah. I ask you about the shop, like you're going to talk about how God's blessed you oh, and it's it. not going to be preachy. It's just going to be a part. It is, it's, it's instilled in you. It's part of who you are. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely everything that I have is a blessing from God, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a generational blessing. You know, mm -hmm. it started with my grandmother and my dad and, and, and my mom and, um, and you know, you know, like my dad was the one, like my mom didn't know how to repair a guitar, but right. she sure could pray that my dad would figure out how to repair that <laughs> guitar, you know? Yeah. So they were an amazing team, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's cool. Like what people get out of different sermons, you know, mm -hmm. it's cool what you get out of different things that Jesus did when you really look at it. Everyone, yeah. I love that your perspective is like what he's doing for the people along with the parable. Cause he was always looking to love on the people, Amen. you know, that's, yeah. he was, sent to do that to do to provide the miracles to provide the things for the people you know yeah because when you think about it his disciples were like hey there's too many people here we need to send some of these home you know and jesus was like no let's feed them right yeah. before one of those i think it was a five thousand. john was beheaded and he had gotten word of it like soon before so like he had already had this like tough news he had to deal with right. like sure I'm sure it's like a passage or two right right before the five or the four I can't remember so he had this on his mind and then he's still thinking about the people he's mm -hmm. like man we they've been following me for days they're hungry we need right. to feed these people yeah definitely and his disciples are like how are you going to do that <laughs> <laughs> they've seen him do like already crazy things and they're right. like what, right. what are you going to do now <laughs> yeah yeah isn't that the funny thing that, that I love about you know like human nature <laughs> you know, it's we like how we quickly, quickly do we? How quickly we forget? You yeah, know? we forget it. <laughs> Peter is so fun to like. Zach, one of his favorite guys to read about was Peter because he was so passionate. Yeah, but still, it's so it's so quickly forgotten. Right. This is this isn't just a man. Like this is the son of God. And right. in 
a human body. Like they just couldn't wrap their heads around it. Yeah. 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 Uh, even to the point where he said he was going to be gone. And when he's gone, they're not sitting around on the third day waiting at the tomb. Right. <laughs> Mary and them are going to the tomb and the, the boys are back in the crib crying. You know, <laughs> it, it is just, they had no process of like, what was happening. And I'm sure I would be the same way. Right. Because there's just no way you could fathom it, right? Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's why I call it supernatural, right, I guess. Yeah. Because it's it's way beyond what we typically see or experience every day in the natural, right? Mm-hmm. So, One second, Peter's like, you know, getting a word straight from God, and the next, he's he's getting told to get behind me, Satan. You know, he just had these <laughs> these radical moments. Right. Yeah, he's cursing. Yeah, you know, I don't, I didn't know him. <laughs> I didn't know this guy. Right. You know, like God, the Lord could kill me now. Right. right? Like, I mean, just crazy. You know, it's just it's just wild how we can get so fearful. Yeah. I really think it's fear driven that gets us to forget sometimes. Oh, you know 100%. what I mean. Yeah, fear fear is a um, unfortunately and sadly a powerful a powerful weapon and tool for the enemy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean it, it it gets to me a lot of times. Oh yeah, you know it's a tough battle. You know fear is it's I guess it's the it's the key probably the key weapon from the enemy. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. You know, so. I think like the more I grow, the less I try to judge the people of the Bible and try to use it as a lesson for me. Yeah. Because you read the stories of like the people getting out of Egypt and you're like, why were you so dumb? Why were you so hard headed? <laughs> I mean, constantly stiff neck people, these stiff neck people, right, you know, right. you're reading these stories and if you're not, if you're not careful, you can almost judge them. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is like, Hey, you're doing some of the exact, the exact same things in your current world that they were right. doing then yeah. catch it, realize it and fix it. Yeah. You know? My, I think my wife, she doesn't call me a stiff-necked people, you know, <laughs> but, right. but she catches me walking in fear, you know, mm. probably at least once a week, you know, and she has to remind me, hey, what are you thinking, you know? Mm. So, but, you know, it's like when you have, um, not to justify or make excuses, but, you know, when you got a lot on your plate and a lot of responsibilities, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to get in the flesh For sure. and start overanalyzing things, you know. And, and the where where that's where you know thank God that he partnered me with Nikki mm. you know that um is able to is so quickly able to just calmly say hey let's see what God's gonna do with this you know mm. and when initially you know kind of I inherited a little bit of that from my dad you know of like I gotta fix this you know <laughs> like wait broken guitar I gotta fix it you know yeah. it's like a uh, broken situation I gotta fix it you know mm-hmm. so um you know my dad was always a mr fix it see a need and fill a need kind of guy you know mm-hmm. and so um so I got a lot of that from him but you know um you know he was he was definitely he is definitely you know a man of faith mm-hmm. as well but um you know but my mom was you know you know, like how Nikki is with me. It's like, hey, let's see, let's give this to God and see what God will do with it. You know, um, so I think He's going to do. Remember, remember when He did that last thing for us. You know, like, yes. <laughs> you know, but but we do that. Like I do that till, still today. Just like the um, what were you say, like the Israelites when they were delivered out of Egypt, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. it's like, you know, He's done He's done so many things for me, and then a new a new circumstances ar- arises, and it's like, oh my gosh. Oh no! Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? You know, <laughs> and so um, they would have rather been slaves than to be free because being free was harder. 
It right. took work. It took them actually taking accountability for their yeah. actions. Yeah. And they would rather just be slaves again and get fed their portions and right. you know work on whatever. Yeah. It, it, there's something there with that freedom that we get from the Lord that we have to really take accountability for what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And like God's got you with the right person. It's so important to find God-given oh, people, man. like, you know, the right woman, the right husband. So I'll give you another one you can steal from me, another prayer. Um, <laughs> and I, I stole this one from my mom. You know, I prayed this for my kids. But um, when I was in my mother's womb, she prayed over me that God would um, had created, prepared, and saved for me a virtuous Christian wo- woman, mm. you know, to partner me with in, in his time and in his season. Mm-hmm. And then thus, you know, and so the funny thing was with Nikki, like, yeah, I mean, I knew her in elementary school. Oh, wow. You know, and I knew her, you know, through middle school. And then it was like the summer right before, well, the first, in August of our junior year, we went on our first date, you know. I didn't know you guys had such a lot. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and well, we didn't know, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we were just buddies, you know, right. like we were just friends, you know, growing up. And then all of a sudden, you know, something clicked, you know, like yeah. our, our junior year. And then we, we started dating and we never, never once broke up. You know, we, wow. we, we probably had misunderstandings from time to time, mostly probably my fault, but, <laughs> but never anything stupid enough to break up over, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I've been together ever since, but my mom prayed that, you know, since I was in the womb, you know, that God had prepared and saved for me, you know, a virtuous woman mm-hmm. that, that he wanted me to do this life with. And so... What an, what an awesome example of an answered prayer. Amen. You know, yeah. that's not just coincidence. Yeah. And that's, that's, I love that it's an example of like a fervent, you know, like um, faithful prayer, like consistent, mm. you know, and asking for that for years, you know, because we, Nikki and I were, I don't know, 16 or 17, you know, I guess when we, however old you are when you're a junior in high school, you know, yeah. uh, that we started dating. So uh, but that was that was a cool that my mom, you know, that God put that prayer on my mom's heart back then, when I was not even born yet. Yeah. You know, but she, God instilled that to be asking for that. You know. That mother's heart is looking out for us even before we can oh, even. Oh yeah. You know, it's so awesome. You know, another like thing there is like the women, you know, praying for their children. You know, there's so yeah. many stories like that in the Bible. You know, oh, yeah. Samuel. You know, his his mom was just balling you know i I can't remember if it's enoch or whatever the whatever the guy comes by and says are you drunk and she was just fervently praying for her son you know and you see all these stories isn't a couple other stories like that in the bible but man there's something about that you know that prayer is so so cool yeah and you know that's probably like in the in the um you know like in the church in the ministry i i wonder if that's you know that that um role Mm. You know, it's like taken for granted, uh, probably the like the value of it. Oh man, in today's society, you know, you know yeah, like being that being that prayer warrior person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you think about in ministry, you think about the pastor, the person standing on the stage, or the worship leader. You know, the person standing on the stage, or the missionary that goes off to Africa or, or whatever. But mm-hmm. but equally valuable, if not even more valuable, is the person like you know, like my mom or your mom or mm. you know um, that that is. You know, I, I hate to say behind the scenes, you know, but yeah. but that is just in constant prayer, you know, for for you or for whoever, you know, is involved. Like prayer works. You know? It's it's a super yeah. valuable um, weapon for for the kingdom. I mean, 
I've been blessed to be a part of our prayer team for a couple months, and I'm telling you, man, being in that intercessing room before service, like, yeah. they are legit praying for you guys, like, encouragement for anyone out there. Like, they are legit, and it, it's spirit-led prayer, and it's always something new prayed into the surface, praying for the people, praying for the pastor, yeah. praying for you, and they're constantly sending, you know, private, you know, prayer requests, you know. So we are constantly, yeah. I mean, there, there's so much prayer going around our church. It's so awesome. You know, I firmly believe that without my mom and dad uh, praying and believing for me, I don't know if I'd be here. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. so many moments in my life where I could have gone astray or, you know, ended up dead, you know, right. and I really just, you know, hold on to those, those prayers and it, it works. But sometimes when we don't see it working immediately, like you said, sometimes, right. and you know, that busy plate thing, right? Yeah. We're filling <laughs> our plates to like the ultimate oh, yeah. brim. So anything yeah. A little attack from the enemy will make you drop your plate if you're not careful. Right, yeah. And there's a lot on that plate, so it's a pretty big drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So so what's next for, for Brandon? What's next for you guys? Well, you know, um, I've had a couple people ask me that since, you know, New Year's. Um, you know, I don't make resolutions per se. I just put, mm -hmm. some, put some goals mm -hmm. in place, you know. Um, I, I definitely... Um, WBF podcast studio at the Allen's music. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, we, we actually are, um, we're doing a little podcast, a little bluegrass podcast with Josh mm -hmm. Williams. You know, I was telling you about that. Um, yeah. Shout out to Tim Bats. And yep. Yep. And Josh Williams and Tim Bats and, um, and the, uh, the bluegrass organization that Josh's dad started, you know, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, that's super neat. And, um, but, um, I want to, keep expanding the music shop, you know, keep growing that. I love that we're able to, we're, we're super blessed that we can, you know, provide um, careers for people, you know, here. Our team is, is amazing. You know, we got a lot of good, good guys and girls working for us now. And, um, you know, I hope to, to grow that a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. My dad always had a dream of having a record store, you know, so I want to, I want to renovate one of the rooms and make a, a vinyl record shop for my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of our goals. Um, you know, I, I told somebody the other day, you know, I want to, I want to play and write more music. Uh, you know, I just turned 50 this last year. Mm -hmm. And so, um, one of the goals is I'd like to learn and perfect, you know, a new instrument every mm -hmm. year, ideally. Um, you know, I've always, you know, I'm always selling guitars and fixing guitars and, and trading guitars and mm -hmm. teaching guitar. Um, so what's the first instrument? So, uh, well, I've got about a list of four. I can't decide which to go with first, but okay. uh, I'd like to perfect the banjo um, right. at some point. And I say perfect. Play it well enough to, like, you know, play in a band setting. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, banjo, uh, alto saxophone. I got a, I got okay. a love for that. Um, Those things sound good. Oh, man. I know. I love it. There's this, there's a, uh, my, I grew up, you know, my dad, when I got old enough, my dad would let me stay up with him mm -hmm. and we'd pull out the sofa bed in the living room mm -hmm. and watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. And G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band, you know, they do that saxophone so solo mm -hmm. at the end of the show. And I loved that saxophone <laughs> riff. So I was yeah. just, I want to learn that saxophone riff. Mm -hmm. And um, so alto saxophone's one of the two on my plate, um, on my list. Uh, my, I hate to say bucket list, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I mean, in the line of work that I'm in, if I can learn more instruments, it's, it's just good for, it's good for, uh, my brain and mm -hmm. it's good for, uh, it's good for the business too, you know? So, um, 
and it's just fun with the family, you know. I mean, we get we jam together, you know, all the time, mm-hmm. and so and then we're playing music at church together. Um, eventually, I'd like to, you know, get a little better at piano and maybe learn the drums too, you know. Man, drums are tough, man. Uh, yeah, At- Andrew's a fantastic drummer, you know. Hey, and, yeah, you could tell. Help and, you out a little bit. And so uh, maybe I can talk him into some lessons. And Ashley's fantastic on the piano. Maybe I can talk her into some piano lessons, you know, for me. So, yeah. But, um, but so, yeah, I'd like to write some more music and play some more music. Um, obviously, you know, as just as a family, I'd like to bless my, my, fa- my kids and my wife and, you know, maybe take a couple extra vacations if we can fit them mm-hmm. in somewhere, you know, just family time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to take the, for Ashley, for Alyssa's 13th birthday, we're going to go snow skiing in um, Gatlinburg. Very cool. And her birthday's coming up in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, as, as far as obviously, you know, I want to read my Bible more this year. Mm. Um, I want to read, you know, Ashley, Alyssa's turning 13. You know, I told Nikki, you know, I want to, I'd like to read through the New Testament with her out loud. Oh, yeah. You know, and just kind of share that with her, you know, like, and, you know, talk about it together and it, it, like yeah. expound on that a little bit, um, and just share with her, like the parts of that, that are the most meaningful to me and like, Hey, what, what jumps off the page at you, you know? So, mm-hmm. and then obviously when, An- when Austin turns 13, I like to do that with him too. You know, like we've always been, a you know, a family that prays together and, and does Bible studies together, you know, Alyssa or Ashley and Andrew, you know, they're 26 and 21 now. So, mm-hmm. but when they were little, you know, we had a little Bible studies and Bible reading time and stuff like that around the house all the time and mm-hmm. played worship music around the house together. And, and so, um, so those are some of the things, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, I just like to make every, every second of the day, you know, got, you got to have rest, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> so <laughs> you but, never rest. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to rest more, you yeah. know, yeah. For 2024, rest more, you know, <laughs> I'll remind you about that in a couple months. I'll wait, I'll wait until about March. I'll say, Hey, Brandon, you've been resting. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You so. know, something I, I love about our relationship is like, no matter how much time goes in between me seeing you, mm-hmm. like, I know I could always just hit you up. Oh yeah. You know, or if I see you, cause like, right. I remember, you know, when we got married, you played at our wedding. Yeah. I, I don't know when the last time I'd seen you before that was. Right. And I, I, I don't even, mom might have been the one to put the thought in my head, but I might have already been thinking about it. It might be one of those things that was already kind of on my mind, and she might have been, I can't remember exactly. But it doesn't matter. I just fa- Facebook messaged you, and yeah. you were like, yeah, man. And I, I mean, such you've always been like such a blessing to us, you well, know, thanks, over man. the years, like. I've always looked up to you, you know, mm-hmm. even like just from, you know, the outside looking in, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know, I've been in here my whole life, basically week in, week out for, yeah. I don't know, six to eight years of my life. And yeah, you just always been uh, inspirational musically. You know, whenever I think about people who like inspired me musically, it starts with the band and the Carson Center. You cool. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I know we had worship before then. I mean, we've been going to face right. since I was like seven or eight. Basically sure. when you started, right. we were coming. I mean, yeah. it, it was really close in that, yeah. in that uh, 2003 range. So right. just thank you so much, man, for yeah. all you've done and all you've, uh, you know, done for us over the years. You got anything else for the people? Um, I just, um, I'm honored that you had me, you know, on the show um, I've been I'm, trying to get you yeah, on for right, like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, well, yeah, we've been, you know, six days a week. Um, oh, I know. The, the Christmas season, it was amazing. It was such oh, a yeah. blessing, you know. Um, but 
I, I was, yeah, like when you asked me, I was super honored, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I love what you're doing, you know, with this show. I mean, like Bible says we're saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. And this is, you're sharing testimonies, man. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's what the Bible says that we're saved by the, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies, you know, so, um, and, and by grace, you know, through faith. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, so it's really cool that you're putting those out. You're putting all these testimonies out there mm-hmm. um, for people to hear. Uh, it's, it's so encouraging. Um, you know, I've always been encouraged by your family. You know, your dad and uh, and Jim Lewis um, mm. invite me to the monthly. Yeah, you know, they tell me about it. Prayer, prayer breakfast, and I, that does. I, I I need to make. That's one of the goals for 2024. Make more of those breakfasts. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, I would just say, um, you know, we we love. Your testimony, you know, of of you saying, you know, like when you invited me to come and sing at your wedding, you mm-hmm. know, and in like any time you, you know, we a year may pass and we didn't talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think we talk more now than ever, but, you know, right, for sure. but like, but time may pass and, you know, and, and we're busy doing life things. Yeah. Um, that's well, I wasn't even in church for a while. You know, yeah. whenever me and Joey were getting married, we weren't in church. Right. So I, that would have been one of the places I've seen you. And yeah. I wasn't coming in here because I didn't really, I wasn't really picking up my guitars anymore. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, so, but that's know. what I love about where God has put me, you know, like mm-hmm. with this business at this, in this community, you know, with music is it's, it just, there's always relationship. You you're know? always within arm's reach if somebody yeah, needs you. Yeah, yeah, and, and it and it's always feel good, you know. Like mm. music always feels good, you know. Even if you're down and depressed, music cheers you up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's it's just it's so relational, and that's the like you know the testimony of our friendship. You know, if you mm-hmm. you know you know like we we went a, a season where we, we didn't see each other. We didn't mm-hmm. you know not on purpose, right? But. Right. But when you called up and I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. we have music in common, you know, like you, you learn guitar here. And mm-hmm. so I would be honored to sing at your wedding, you know. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, if you ask me what to, sh- you know, one last thing to share. Um, it's I just, got two questions for you after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, relationship is so important, you know, mm-hmm. like be in a relationship with somebody. Obviously, relationship with God is the ultimate, mm-hmm. um, you know. But be in relationship with somebody, you know, somebody that you're like, and, and, and hey, start with music, you know, (laughs) it's such a, it's such a great common denominator, you know, Mm. to, to start a relationship, you know, and and so I think that's, relationship is key, you know, for anybody. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. As you were talking, I had a couple questions. I had one question and then you said something right there at the very end that gave me a second one. So (laughs) I got to ask you. You know, it is music is so good at getting us out of depression or getting us, you know, yeah. but sometimes people, the enemy will use music against you in that way and could, he'll yeah. attack you. You know, some people who are depressed will listen to sad music mm-hmm. instead of trying to listen to something uplifting. Right. So what's some advice we can give to people who are using music in a negative way? And yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll start with that one. Oh, that's a tough one, you know, um, because I... <sighs> You know, I, I've always had great experiences with music all mm-hmm. my life. My my dad has, my mom has, you know, like generationally, my kids have. I've I don't know that I've ever had. I've never had a bad experience with music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't know that I'm the right person to answer that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I just hired um, uh, Kristen Dawson to teach lessons for us, and uh, she majored in music therapy in college, oh, wow. and which is 
using music to help people. You know, mm -hmm. my 26-year-old daughter, Ashley, she's been teaching here since she was 13. So for 13 years, she's been teaching. And she said, Dad, I've, a lot of times, I, you know, um, you know, whether it's kids, students, or adult students, you know, they just open up and share their hearts with me about something that's bothering them or whatever. Mm. And, but there's this, there's this common denominator of music where th there's this trust, you know, and they, they'll play a song or whatever together. And, and they just have a good moment. You know, I have a lot of customers that come in and they, they talk about, um, how my mom and dad were such an encouragement to them in a season of their life or, mm -hmm. and then I, now I have, on the flip side, I have customers coming in all the time and say, you know, I love your son. I love your daughter. You know, they, they really mm -hmm. touched my heart. You know, they were such a blessing to me. They were so encouraging to me. So I don't know. I, I've just, I can't say that I've ever had a bad experience with music, generally speaking, you know, mm -hmm. um, to tie it into your last point about relationship, it seems like if there's a relationship to be had there, and it's with the right person. If it's someone who's going to uplift you, yeah. Whenever the music opens you up to that level where you can trust somebody, right? You know, make make sure it's the right person because yeah. it, it might be a bad influence who's showing you music that you might not need in your life, yeah. And it's opening you up to the world and the way. So yeah. maybe that relationship thing you were talking about kind of ties into. Yeah, and, and I see what you're saying. Like, and I have heard, you know, where like, you know, like maybe certain musics. Uh, certain songs may have like certain lyrics, right? Mm -hmm. That could be um, defeating type of lyrics or um, mm -hmm. discouraging kind of lyrics or something, you know? Um, and so, you know, obviously, so I, I see where you're, where you're coming from there with that mm -hmm. question. Um, it, but man, I just don't know. Um, I guess I don't know have the right answer for, you know, no, like w to give advice for, for that, you know, um, uh, we well, it, from a biblical perspective, obviously, you know, um, take every thought captive, mm. right? You know, mm -hmm. and um, and so, you know, because like you said, the enemy can use anything, and he can use good things and turn them against mm -hmm. us, right? And so, so, um, so I guess the, the the only advice I would have is just to take every thought captive. You know, like reflect, like if you if if you have an evil thought in your mind mm -hmm. after you listen to a song, <laughs> examine that song, examine those lyrics right. and, and see if that's where it's coming from, you know, like, or mm -hmm. if you, if you have a negative thought or depressing thought or, you know, um, you know, if it came after you listened to a certain song, like examine the lyrics, you know? Yeah. Um, because you're, advice. yeah, because you're right. I mean, like the enemy can use anything, unfortunately. And, mm -hmm. and you hate that, that it could be, that he might use the music, but I, but like mm -hmm. you said, he can use anything to attack. So, um, yeah. so I guess take every thought captive would be the, would be the only advice I would know for that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. And then we can get off here. I know I've, I've tugged you for a while. So thank you again. <laughs> All right. Um, I was thinking about, you know, you were talking at the very beginning about how, you know, to not judge a book by its cover, basically treat every person that walks into the store with respect. Mm hmm What's some advice we can give to people who are out there who struggle with showing people respect? What are some tools you've used to help yourself just show everyone the same level of respect? Well, um, like I said, I had great example, you know, mm. from my dad and my mom, you know, like they, they taught me from day one, you know, every single person that walks through the door is, is sent from God as a customer that is blessing our family business to help us put food on the table, mm -hmm. you know, so like, Every single person that comes through the door is an opportunity um, 
sent in that is sent from God to help provide for my family, you know, because we're providing a service or a product that hopefully will bless them and bring them joy, bring them excitement, bring them, um, happiness, you know, put a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm just so thankful for that person coming through my door that's willing to, um, to do, to do business with me, to allow me to work for them mm-hmm. when there's so many other, you know, other options that they have, you know, mm-hmm. they, they could go to any music store on the planet, especially now with the, with, you know, um, unlimited data on your phone, you know, you <laughs> right. can, you can look up any music store and, um, and buy online or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just a absolute blessing that anybody's willing to come and allow me to serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, when every person that walks through the door is a blessing to me, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, my mom took that a whole step further. It's like, not only are they blessing us with their business, but it's also, uh, an opportunity from God to to be a blessing to them, mm-hmm. you know, like they are a blessing to us, but we get to be a blessing to them, mm-hmm. you know. So like every person that walks through the door, hopefully I can be a blessing to them in some way, shape, form, or fashion. You know, sometimes they didn't buy anything, but my mom, but they came to my mom to pray for them, mm. you know. And so, so there's this just cool ministry opportunity. Every every person that walks through the door, you know, maybe they need prayer. You know, maybe they just need um, a smile, you know, maybe they just need a, a hello. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. Thank you for coming in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it just didn't, it didn't matter who it was because every single person is a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, to, to us. So that, that's why I see when I walk through that, when they walk through the door is, is a blessing from God, you know, you've always had that servant's heart, you know, some people might not own a business, so it might be a little bit different whenever they're dealing with people, but, you know, when the Bible is talking to the servant, he says to uh, serve with your heart and not do it like as eye service. Like don't do it just right. to like please people, right? Like right. do it from the heart. Yeah. So taking that and using that and serving people with your heart is so important. Amen. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that statement. And um, and that's what, you know, that's why my prayer would be, you know, mm. yeah, I want to uh, be blessed to be a blessing you know, mm-hmm. um, and definitely bless others and just be thankful. You know, a thankful heart is, um, is so powerful. It, you know, it overcomes, mm-hmm. it overcomes a lot of negative thoughts that the enemy tries to attack you with. Right. Mm-hmm. So a heart of gratitude is super valuable. You know, I mean, sometimes that's hard to find, you know, but it's, I found it easier here, mm-hmm. you know, because every day a, a cool blessing comes through the door and every day, you know, um, seems like, you know, just God constantly blesses us, you know, so to where we can provide for our family and for four generations deep now. So Brendan, thank you again, man. I got to give me one of those Allen shirts. Yeah, that's man. pretty dope. I got to get me a long sleeve because right. it's getting cold. <laughs> hey, if you guys need any musical stuff, come out to Allen music. Uh, what's the, uh, old address? I don't downtown Paducah, 215 Kentucky Avenue. You can't miss it. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, guys. Thank you for checking out the WBF podcast. If you like what you listen to, I just ask that you hit the follow button at the top of the page, rate the show. You can get on Facebook and check out the WBF podcast page, and hopefully we're launching WBFpodcast.com. Thank you guys for all your support. Um, Thank you. It's just such a blessing to get to bring these testimonies to you guys. 
and I will talk to you guys next week.